When the sun shines high, Christmas lights are unneeded. In the darkness of winter, Christmas lights and Christmas joy are bright and loud and beautiful. And needed. It has always been this way. As easy as it may be to imagine the first Christmas through a sparkly and sentimental lens, with some Unitarian ministress plinking trite melodies on the piano's most annoying keys, to imagine a beloved young bride holding a fat-cheeked son as her gentle husband gazes on in adoration, the truth is nothing like a tidy stable set in a northern European snow globe. It is nothing like any nativity scene ever sold. The truth involves more struggle, more darkness, more oppression, more grief. The truth is a scandalous young woman sweating and groaning and straining while her older, angel-scolded husband plays clumsy midwife with hard, calloused, unclean, and splintered hands. The truth is a cave stable smelling of afterbirth and blood and manure. The truth is an exhausted virgin mother surviving her ordeal only to have her crude sanctuary invaded by coarse men from the fields come to rouse her. Strangers smelling of sheep barging into her makeshift birthing room on the invitation of angels to gape at her blood, the gore of her battle, her baby. The truth is genocide, the slaughter of innocents, Egyptian exile, wandering wizards, and somehow, against all odds, joy, the joy that would change everything. As you hang your lights in these dark days, as you decorate your tree and wrap undeserved gifts for those you love, remember that what you do is rebellion, rebellion against the darkness, against joyless despair, against the slaughter of innocents, the oppression of tyrants, and the folly of bureaucrats. That is what Christmas is, and what it always has been. Joy shines brightest in darkness, and the darkness is shattered. Joy always wins. In these darkening times, may your joy be an eruption. May your Christmas cheer burn unquenchably bright. May you be raucous and bold and overflowing in your giving, never sour in your embrace of abstract truths. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Merry Christmas from New St. Andrews College. This season erupt. The best intro all week, finally. Finally, you got the good part. I will mute your mic. <laughs> Get one warning. Yeah, that's Open it. The- uh, it's Baron Psalms Wednesday. Yeah. Beautiful. Unto us. Mm. Son is given. Mm. It's not Jeremiah doing this, because Jeremiah's mean. <laughs> Jeremiah has his, his sweet side. He's a bulldog. <laughs> you bulldog the top of that beer, is what you bulldog. Or bullfrog, depending on what song you're going after. What? That was good. That was good. I uh, worked it in. That wasn't good at all. Hey, <laughs> guys. All. Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. yeah. There you right. go. And Merry to whoever Christmas. else has got one of these lovely Man. mugs. Hey, is this 30 ounce? What is it? Cross 32. 32? Studios. Yeah. Water bottle. I almost yeah. had to fight my son for this. Man, look at that thing. I brought this home thing. and he's like, Dad, is that Dad. the new cross politic water bottle? Yeah, yeah bro. He's like, Yeah. Bro. He's like, 
can I get that? Yeah. I was like, no. Nice. Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. If you don't know what Web3 is, I don't know what's wrong with you. I just found out a week or so ago. Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality, they even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small business, Fortune 500 companies, the U.S. military, man, and even cross-politic. Get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. Whoa. Cheers. Cheers to the cheers. king. Cheers to the king. Hey. Yeah, cheers to the king. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, here. What are you drinking out? Huh? What? Well, you Wait. know, I'm feeling a little royal right now. Are you? Oh, okay. Well, how did okay. that happen? Welcome to cross-politic. It's Gabe the Water Boy, Chocolate Knox. I'm Pastor Toby. And this beer. It's Wednesday, and Gabe is off his rocker. He yeah, didn't no, even I, welcome anybody to the show. He didn't even say what this was or what you're watching or listening to. I did say beer and psalms. I, pol- I, did, I, did I apologize. Yeah. Like, like people just know what that is. I said beer and psalms. I went right to the beer. <laughs> yes, right. He's That's also true. been yelling at people in the studio. That is weird. Uh, even our guest. I we is that wait 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 is that normal for me? I mean, no, I'm definitely one ear. I am definitely one ear. That's a good point. So I can be on average loud. On average, but this is sort of just like just like try to try. It's probably because I've been I've been coaching basketball. <laughs> Oh, I got my basketball. Oh, you had your basketball. So you've been yelling at the girls voice. like that. I've been yelling. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> oh my I even, I even had to apologize to the trainer yesterday. I yelled at him too. <laughs> <laughs> After the game, I was like, "Man, I, I, my fault." I, I mean, you, you aren't even on the court, and I was yelling at you. That's my that's my like, bad. Can't you make a layup? Oh, oh, you're the you're the train. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yelling at the refs. Uh, oh. <laughs> guys, I gotta say something. You had to be there. Oh my goodness. I have a um, confession to make. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life until this past week. Oh, bro. That is such a good movie. I, it, so we have so good. a Friday night is usually a family. Did you cry? Bro. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. he did. Yes. When I used to watch that he all did. the time when I was younger, I'd walk into my grandpa's house and he'd yeah. have it on every yeah. Christmas and I was like, right. yeah, it's okay. And then, and then as I as I gotten older, the more I like it. My and eyes it, leaked you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and um, no. and so yeah. my beard got a little wet, but it was just you know my eyes mm-hmm. were baptized. My something that was so washing good. stuff out mm-hmm. my eyeballs. But I saw it. <laughs> that movie is a classic for real. You know, I, I, I couldn't yeah. believe like why why are we still not talking? Everybody needs to be like proclaiming how amazing this film was. Yeah. And it wasn't even it, technically it wasn't super complicated. Right. The yeah. camera movements weren't all super complicated. The no, stuff that they no. did there. We the coloring it was, was a- it was black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, how? And you know, and I was. Why I, you got to make this about I, race? I, I got. <laughs> and pretty soon, I'm gonna get back to talking about you know Black Wall Street. Yeah, yeah I know you are. I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting around. <laughs> it's coming around there. <laughs> but I was thinking to myself, and, and I didn't mean to talk about this, but I'm gonna talk about it. You know, we got all this equipment now. We can shoot things better on our yeah. iPhones, yeah. and yet you do something story, like that. We can make that story. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And the way they communicated, the way they talked about, just the idea of, you know, when they're at the, if you haven't seen the, I'm spoiler alert. I want to hear it. I think everyone's seen it. But, you know, they're dancing. (laughs) I think you were the last one on the planet, actually. You know. If anyone out there hasn't seen it, write in. Just help Knox feel a little bit better. So they're dancing at the school. (laughs) 
and you know the, yeah. the guy is jealous because yeah. oh, the, guy, oh, the yeah. guy is jealous and the, and the floor is open and, and all I can think about is what your enemies are planning to do to yeah. take you out mm-hmm. they plan it for your evil and God plans it for good and the guy yeah. falls inside the water with the girl yeah. and, and, and keeps dancing because he's having such a great time and he's yeah. enjoying her and he's, and he's in the water else yeah. he's dancing with her in. in the water and everybody else jumps in and the fun the party happens in the yeah. water right. yeah. and it was like and, and then the guys who meant it for evil they jump in the water right. and I'm right. like you, and you're like, that's baptism. That's you know what? That's exactly what water pastor, judgment. That's all I wanted to say. I was bringing up a baptism joke. That's why you baptize your babies. And that's then, great. <laughs> Make sure they yeah. can jump in the pool with you. <laughs> Follow that connection. And, uh, one, 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 one more thing. Okay, okay. so he's talking. Right, to we're the, doing this. I, I'm, okay, I'm doing. Going, it. I'm doing. It. It's spirit songs. And right. So there's this natural feel that he has to want to be married to this woman. Yeah, right. Yeah. The lead character. I can't remember his name right now. Sorry. Thank you, Jesus, for that natural feeling. Yes, but he's fighting it because he wants to go do other things. Right. But there's this pool, and then he, you know, he's at the house. He goes and walks to the house, and he's standing outside, yeah. and she calls him in. Yeah, I wasn't coming by here. I wasn't coming by here yeah, to see you. Right. And then he walks, act like he's about to leave, and she says something to him that makes him turn around. And says, "I'm never getting married. I'm not going to marry you. That's it, okay?" Yep. And then he kisses her. And the next thing you see, they're getting married. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at this, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Well, what's his name? The actor, Jimmy. Jimmy Stewart. No, that's Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I think Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, he's a great actor. Hey, okay. yeah. Sorry, hey, I don't. Uh, really, oh. really. Oh, okay, everybody. All right. <laughs> oh, fan- <laughs> fantastic! But just the the film. You like that? Was that fantastic? That was my voice. That was, My voice. Was, was that pretty good? You know, Better I, than your Jamaican accent. <laughs> That's what I was. For expecting. true. Anyway, For I just, true. if you haven't seen it. You need to see it, yeah. and if you have yeah. seen it, you need to watch it. Thirty. We're going to watch it a bunch yeah. more at the Shannon yeah. household. It's yeah. it was just fantastic. So for us, we have moments, movie moments, where it's like, okay, those are that's high rankings right now. Yeah. Miles Morales. We went and saw it opening night. It was after a Christmas pageant, and we went and saw it, and that's like up there for us. Yeah. What's it, it called? Um, Enter the Spider Verse. Enter oh. the Spider Verse with Miles Morales. Yeah, so okay. he's he's the new Spider Man. Is this Spider-Man. a new one? Yeah, oh. is this like a it, black movie? Because it I, is. Okay. Well, well, but he's, he's kind of. Me kinda, and Toby are like, what? I, uh, you guys never seen no. it? What's on BET? Oh, okay. What's I see. On? I see. All right. All right. I see what it is. Right. It, 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 took, it took me forty years to watch a white flick. That's a traditional. I, I get it. I get it. Is it just? Did it just come out? Did it just come out? No, it's 2018. Oh no, I saw that one. Okay, okay. I saw that one too. That was a good one. We went and saw yeah, it at Christmas. Yeah. It was a kick out like Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, right at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Was it like half cartoon, half real? Was that the one? Don't you have something to talk about in the show? <laughs> I just hey. insulted. Uh, whatever, yeah. whatever. Apparently, I insulted Knox. Yeah, I, don't yeah, what I, I don't even know what I said. Half cartoon. I don't even know what I said. Half cartoon. Yeah. All right. All right. So <laughs> Today's um, Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, it is Pearl Harbor Day. And, and actually, um, we got this uh, really cool old school clip of, of Pearl Harbor. Speaking of back in the day. Yeah, speaking yeah. of back in the day. Speaking of black and white. December 7th, 1941. No American will ever forget this Sunday morning in Hawaii. Across the blue waters of Pearl Harbor, the Pacific fleet rides serenely at anchor. There is peace and quiet in Honolulu. There is a hope for peace in the hearts of all Americans. There is a forceful plea for peace in the words of the President of the United States. But his last message to Japan's Emperor falls on deaf ears. Grim silence is the reply. No outward sign reveals what may be the nature of the Mikado's answer. In Washington, Secretary of State Hull continues peace negotiations with Jap Ambassador Nomura and Special Envoy Kurosu, not knowing that genial smiles mask murder in their hearts. Wow. (coughs) 
Hawaii's bright Sunday becomes a black Sunday. High overhead, Jap raiders are on the loose. Without warning, they circle Pearl Harbor and the city of Honolulu. A surprise attack born of infamy. Sirens screech the alarm too late. Wow. Already the yellow men have unloosed their bombs. Planes sweep the Waikiki district. The sky rains death and destruction. Caught unawares on this fateful Sunday morning, Americans quickly and calmly evacuate the danger districts. This was Pearl Harbor, America's prime naval base in the Hawaiian Islands. Nineteen proud ships rested on the bottom. Nineteen ships. Forty-five hundred and seventy-two men were dead, wounded, or missing. Wow. In the hands of Japan rested the balance of power in the Pacific. Bought at a known cost of 48 planes shot down, three midget submarines, perhaps 150 men. So Japan lost Hickam about 150 failed. men. In all, 97 army planes were destroyed, according to the figures in the plain spoken disclosure given by the United States government to the American people about the facts of Pearl Harbor. This is the record of what President Roosevelt has called the day that will live in infamy. Infamy that this nation is avenging. Wow. So, obviously... Um, 1941. Have you guys the, seen the um, Midway movie? Yeah, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty yeah. well done yeah. story. As yeah. far as modern depictions go of of Pearl Harbor, yeah. And this was what brought uh, the U.S. formally into World War II, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, there was this was interesting. I had I've gone back because of kind of where we're currently at and watching America go down this particular woke journey. I've been going through and realizing that I have, you know. Um, I was saying this last, I think earlier this year in September, 20 years, you know, it's been since a little over 20 years now since 9-11. There's, we have people who work for us who aren't born right. at that time or were just being born and right. so have no idea the world Looking before. Looking at you. Yeah, producers. You know, yep. uh, the world before, you. Yep. you know, 9-11. Right. And so yeah. they have no concept of the world before that and then what the world turned into after that this is the new right. normal for right. them. And, I, you know, looking at this, you know, <laughs> we have no concept of this world at all or the world right. before that right. and the yeah. concept of what was going on. And and just listening to them talk, it was funny when he said, and the yellow man. I was like, oh, I don't, is it? You, you can't. <laughs> Can you say that? The yellow man dropped yeah, the bomb. Yeah. I was Can like, you say that? Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. the world before was a completely different place. Yeah. And after this, it changed very radically. Much. And yeah, if this is much. just, and it's funny, it's like this is a little after 20 years after the first world war. Yeah. And so these are within 20 years of each other. Yeah. It was hard to know a time of peace, really, in that in the turn of the century, right? Like you start yeah. seeing, it's like wars, 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 and then this little time of peace, and everybody thinking is normal. Yeah, and they're they're actually there's not peace. There's right. already wars going on. You're just not involved in it, and then this right. one comes right. knocking on your front door, right? Yeah. And it caught you slipping. Yeah, right. Can you I know? can I read you guys something? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I, I was just just before the show, I, I texted my dad and asked him about so my grandpa um, enlisted. Um, for uh, right after World War II, okay, uh, right after Pearl Harbor. Wow, um, he was uh, 15, which means he had a <clears throat> an aunt lie about his age because <clears throat> he couldn't enlist her 17. Wow. He could only enlist at 17 with your parents' permission. Wow, he's 15, and he couldn't get mom and dad's permission. His mom and dad were dead. Okay, uh, so his, his or yeah. or at least his aunt was the only one around. Yep. Um, and so when he was uh, his his aunt lied for him, and he's like, I think he was almost 16. He says, uh, "We left San Diego July 1942." So that's just about six months later. Yeah. Right. 
aboard the SS Daystar, which was a fugitive from the scrapyard. I'm sure that the Japanese would have bought her for scrap before the war if they had known where to look. There were four saltwater showers below, and the heads were on the deck. We were rationed one and a half meals per day. Some of us did some moonlight <laughs> requisitioning of raw onions and raw potatoes from crates lashed topside. Tasted good. We docked at Pearl Harbor and went to Camp Caitlin for a few days, then went on to Midway Island to beef up the outfit there. We were formed into a special weapons group and were quickly taught how to operate the 40, 37, and 20 millimeter cannons and the 30 and 50 caliber machine guns. We made our own landmines in anticipation of beach landings by the Japanese. Wow. There was a large number of old China Marines in our outfit. Some had been aboard ship on their way to Wake Island and the Philippines when they turned back after those places had been overrun by the Japanese. They were old salt, seagoing mar Marines, horse Marines, China Marines, many with a lifetime of service. They were an interesting bunch of people for this 15-year-old to be around. <laughs> One day in June 1943, so about a year later, we were replenishing ammunition to the gun positions. I was standing next to the tailgate on a 6x6 truck when some cannons of ammunition shifted, knocked me off the truck, all of me except my leg, which was caught and crushed between some canisters of ammunition. Oh. I was taken to sickbay patched up somewhat, and that, la that night was the last time the Japanese shelled the island, as far as I know. He headed off to the hospital in San Diego, and that was the last he saw of wow. action. <laughs> that was my grandpa. Wow. A year, <sighs> it's been a year in, in Midway. Yeah, that's incredible. And he's 15. Yeah. And well, 16, wanna, 16 at that point. <laughs> and y'all want to talk to me about the pandemic making our teenagers have to grow up faster. Yeah, right? yeah. And right. he's sitting up here being, thinking, being stressful. It's, a different, it's a different kind. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, I keep thinking about through this, and I, after going through um, Yuri Bezmenov, the guy who defected from mm -hmm. oh, yeah, the KGB, Bezmenov, yeah, thank you. Um, it, one of the things that he says is like, we knew that war wasn't going to be the way to to win against our enemies, not through the typical type of way. So we had to do war different. Yeah. Ideological subversion was the war right. because at that point, people don't recognize that they have a war going on. It, they are at war, but they don't know it. They're right. living like everything is right. normal, but they're being attacked. And because they don't have the watchful dragons, is another way to say it, um, that uh, send off alarms say, hey, we're, somebody's trying to come in. They don't do anything. Right. right. And mm -hmm. one of the clips that we didn't get to last time we were talking about Yuri Beznovov was the cl clip at the end of the whole hour and 21 minute. I want to recommend that everybody goes and listens to the, the whole Yuri thing. Bezmanov. It's, it's yeah. really interesting. Um, to talk, he walks through this for an hour, 21 minutes on YouTube. At least right now, it's still on YouTube. But at the end, the guy who's interviewing him asked him, Yuri, what is it that we can do when ideological subversion? Remember, we talked about this yeah. de demoralize, destabilize, right. crisis, and then normalize yep. a new situation. Right. What do you do when that's already taken root in you? How do you fight against it? And this is what I wanted to play from Yuri. The immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, Nothing ever can help United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including freedoms to, and, to and homosexuals, to <laughs> prison inmate. All this freedom will vanish, evaporate in, in five seconds, including wow. your precious lives. The second thing, I, the moment at least part of United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions. 
and all this beautiful, noble activity. I am talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. There is no other problem more burning and, and urgent than to stop the Soviet military industrial complex from destroying what is whatever is left of the free world. Two, two very simple, maybe two simplistic answers or solutions, but never, nevertheless, they are the only solutions. Educate yourself, understand what's going on around you. You are not living at the time of peace. You are in a state of war. Well, I, th I think he has a lot, lot to good, good to say there, but I, I really kind of have a fundamental disagreement um, actually with him on this. He thinks this is a knowledge problem. Yeah. Um, he thinks knowledge is what's going to save us. When, but he also admitted in the same uh, hour-long interview that um, people will not even know what's going on with them. They don't even know what's happening until a knee's on their neck. Yeah, and, and to be honest, what he's talking about— And I don't about, even know if people are going to know really what's going when, on there. When he's talking about education, he's really talking about a, starting a new stub. So mm -hmm. part of the context of this for new him— stub? A new—one new, one group is already gone. So what, you're going to have to start a whole new no. garden. Whatever you have, you have children and you understand what's going on, yep. you're going to have to start from there and then working your way down. He said there's a group of people already who understand and ha have a knowledge of this, and they're going to have to spend the time educating a new generation. And he's like, this is 15 to 20-year process. Yeah. This is not a simple process. Was Yuri a Christian? I don't think, I don't think I mean, he the, was. I mean, a lot of the people that defected from Russia understood this as a, a, in a starkly I don't know spiritual, spiritual terms. Yep. I mean, yep. uh, Soviet Union, communism is officially atheist, uh -huh. and, to re and it's for a reason. They understood that there has to be no God in order to, so that they can be God, right. so they can run the world. Right. Um, many people that defected and came to the West did so and converted at the same time or were Christians yep. at the same time or becoming yep. Christians at the okay. same time because they, because they understood that freedom— um, and, and independence and that and those ideas they go with Christianity. Yeah, I, I mean, people historically understood this. The other thing I was gonna and I, that goes with what you're saying though. It's not yeah. just a knowledge problem; it's right. a spiritual problem. Right. The other thing I was thinking of is, you know, it's interesting that you know this is in 19 what 84. 1984 is yeah. this interview. Um, and you know, I'm not aware of any significant movements. I mean, I don't. You, everyone knows, we're not fans of the government education program. I mean, uh, government education, public schools. Yeah. Our socialism, right? right? I mean, that, that that's one of the the platforms, one of the tenets of Marxist right. Marxism is public schools, right? Um, but I'm not aware of any significant effort, even if you aren't completely uh, on board with that, of actually using the public schools or using education to do what he says, mm -hmm. like actually um, actually use the schools to educate children in true patriotism yeah. and the evils of communism. Yeah. Um, rather, what we've ended up doing typically is merely responding to liberal agenda. Yeah. And we say, you know, stop teaching CRT in schools. Stop mm -hmm. teaching perverse sex education in public schools. And and my, my thought is, you know, why is it that we are constantly on the defensive? Yep. As if there can be like some kind of happy neutral. Rather than saying, no, what we need to actually be teaching is the truth right. about the Christian founding of America, about the fact that you can't have this freedom apart from Jesus Christ, right. about apart from the gospel that drove the founding of our country. Right. I mean, you can't. I well, mean, this is where I think I have to agree with him. The reason that why we haven't had that kind of push is because we still share the same ideological um, worldview as the world, as the uh, right. as our enemies. Right. Right. Like we share that. Right. So this but is. That, and that, yeah. And it's underlined by the fact that if we really believed in it. Right. Then we would do it. Right. But well, we don't believe in it and we share the fundamental beliefs. We just don't want it quite that fast. Right. And so like when you look <laughs> at somebody like the Daily Wire, well, what you see from them is we don't want them 
Right. We want a different version yeah. of yeah. this that is yeah. not that is slower. We want more respectable. We don't have a standard homosexual mirage. Exactly. With with you know um, buying eggs and renting wombs and storing breast milk in freezers. When, when, when they when they do movies, it's with a woman with a lead and the Christian guy is the bad guy, right? Like you know, do that, they? yeah. The, there's a guy in there who's the bad guy who's misquoting scriptures and he's right. the he's the one that she needs right. to be freed from. Well, it's semi woke. It's not completely woke. Right. It's semi woke. Right. And, yeah. and so I mean, it, Ned Flinderson is the bad guy. That's because you the share Simpsons. the same cosmological um, Flanders. Flanders, doggone it. Flenderson? My joke. My joke was, oh, Why don't you leave the joke into comedians? One even good. One even good. Yeah. But you, when you share the, the same um, cosmology as the as your enemy, then right. they, they've they already right. worked. And the reason that we share this is because I was thinking about this. Pastor, you know, part of what um, guys who, great writers who we respect, they understood egalitarianism. We don't. Yeah. We actually have a very huge problem with hierarchy, even though we reject the extreme forms of egalitarianism. And so I was talking to, to Jason Farley about this, and he's like, people were all up in arms about Lord of the Rings. Um, what was the, the, Lord, the new Lord of the Rings? Rings Amazon, of Power. Rings of Power. And they were like, Rings oh, the, flies. they yeah. got the character wrong. They didn't write the scripts right. And, Hula hoops of power. And, right, yeah. And, yeah. and everybody was arguing over this. And he's like, no, it, even if they had gotten all that stuff right, it still would have been wrong because they didn't get the things that a token loved. Right. He loves hierarchy and hated egalitarianism. Yeah. Egalitarianism is what he wanted to kill with the story. Right. Yeah. And because nobody who's arguing over these characters is is in love with hierarchy and those structures, they're, they're egalitarian <laughs> arguing over the wrong yeah. things. Right, right, right. And so, yeah. of course, you're all going to get it wrong because yeah. you don't love it's, the right things. It's worse than we thought. It's worse than we thought. And so part of what we've come to do is to love to hate the things that are out there instead of loving the things that we yeah. need to love. Yeah. And because yeah, right. of the love that's good. for that's those things. That's a good things, way to put it. Right. Yeah. We, we love to hate rather than love to love. That's we, really good. And, yeah. and, so be, yeah. and so we can't – we're not making right. – uh, what a wonderful world. You know, We're not making those yeah. kind of stories. Or because, it's a wonderful life. It's a, it, you know what? Okay, so here, we got back there. Wait, wait. That was good. So, thank you. Wrap I was up. working on it. Wrap uh, it but up. The, you know what I did? I actually got Wonderful World and started watching part of it. And I was like, this is not the movie I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it again. Yeah. I, so, but it's a wonderful, so we're not making It's a Wonderful Life because we don't right. love those things. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we can't win. We can't win. We can't win uh, without uh, it. Without, act without actually having something good and true and beautiful that we love. Yes. That's the thing. And, and the Lord's not going to give us any substantial victory until we do. Mm. You, 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 can't, you can't love the absence of evil. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You have That's, to love now. the yeah. positive substance of good. I mean, and it yeah. turns out that good is a person that's yeah. right. And his name is Jesus Christ. That's amen. That, that's, Rightly that's, ordered loves is right. the only way to beat communism. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, right. like, yeah. The last thing I was just going to say on this is there's other point about destroying communism wherever we see it. Yeah, the, yeah. the second point, I think, particularly in terms of he says destroying the the uh, military industrial complex yep. of communism and the financial. But I was going to say the financial aspect. things yep. in particular yep. is what we're running into yep. now is we've done we're in bed with communists, yes. yep. China, and so forth. And that's part of what we're running up against, why NBA players can't speak out against the abuses of against the Uyghurs in China yeah. or Wang. Uh, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry. Pastor Yang, Yang Wei. Yeah, Yang. No, we messed it up. Oh, my goodness. Our apologies. Uh, Wang Yi, I think it is. Wang Yi. Wow. Uh, but uh, he, the pastor is in prison. Yeah. Uh, for any going on. Isn't it like three years now? Or yeah. Yeah, it's four, four years. It's four or years now. It's four? But but we we can't actually stand up against communism right. because they're funding. Yeah. Um, all our stuff. Yep. 
Um, our friends at the Reform Sage would like to introduce you and yours to Reformanda Studios. If you're looking for a better way to pass on the faith to your kids and help them memorize the catechisms, then look no further. Reformanda Studios is here with a fresh new way to catechize your children. A subscription with Reformanda Studios features animated videos that will be easy for your kids to follow along with, and a subscription includes free study guides that can be used for each video. See all Reformanda Studios animated content at ReformandaStudios.com. Oh, sing a new song. Oh, sing a new song unto the Lord, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. This is Psalm 98, by the way, and this is our friend Brian Sauvé singing it. The Lord hath made known his salvation, his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of cornet, with a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. Mm-hmm. Psalm 98 is a great Advent Christmas psalm, and this is a great version. Uh, we, we like to sing this in, in church. church it's yeah. like it's like one of those, uh, what do you call it, a round sort of, you know, there's different parts and they come yeah. in and sing. And he's actually singing it to himself. He did like that, you know, you magic wizardry stuff in the you know recording who, uh, studio. Ray Charles was the one who made that popular. Yeah, well, anyways, Ooh. Brian Sauvé, Ray Charles, you know, they're right there. Yeah, same thing. Um, it's a great, <laughs> <Same thing. laughs> it, it's a song of praise for the marvelous things that God has done to win a great victory. That's what Christmas is all about. It's reminiscent of the song that Miriam sang on the shore of the Red Sea after God delivered Israel from the Egyptians with his outstretched arm. And God did it in such a dramatic way in front of all the nations. This psalm also echoes Hannah's song when the Lord gave her conception, as well as Mary's song centuries later. God remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All ends of earth have seen the salvation of our God. And notice that these women sing these songs of militant victory when they've conceived a child. Of course, Mm. Mary was told explicitly who her son would be, but both women exercise great faith in believing that the gift of a child Mm. indicates God's great favor. God promised in the beginning that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the dragon. And the psalmist said that God has ordained strength in the mouths of infants to silence the enemy and the avenger. The gift of children received in faith is the gift of reinforcements and a swelling army. That's right. And when that happens, we should sing and shout with a joyful noise with horns and harps and trumpets. Whether we're talking about the Exodus or the gift of children, Mm. our hearts should magnify the Lord for the wonders he has done. But if we understand the salvation of God, we understand that it also includes all of creation. Creation was cursed in the fall with thorns and weeds. And the Bible says that it even groans under the curse, waiting for the redemption of the sons of God, waiting for new Adams and new Eves to return to their rightful places, caring for creation and ruling over it in righteousness. And so the new Adam has returned to the garden at the father's right hand. Hmm. And by the spirit, a new race is emerging in history to rule the world under the lordship of Christ. And this should make the hills and mountains and rivers and oceans join us in our praise. Because he has come and before and performed these wonderful deeds, 
He can be counted on to come again in judgment, to deliver his people, both in history and finally at the very end, to put all things completely right. Because he came at Christmas, he will surely come again to save and to deliver his people. The exhortation today is for getting ready for Christmas. And I just want to point out that when God has done something great, his people can't be satisfied with merely thinking thankful thoughts mm. in their heads. <laughs> this psalm says that the kind of praise that erupts is loud, boisterous, and includes horns and harps and trumpets and clapping and mountains and rivers and oceans. And I think we can gather from this that the kind of joy that erupts from God's salvation includes everything, all of creation. And this is why Christians have historically wanted to make such a big deal about Christmas. Special songs and carols, trees in the living room, and lots of lights, and candy canes, and stockings, and gifts, and fudge, and eggnog, and cookies. Why? For wonders he has done. His salvation has come. He's won the victory. He's remembered his mercy and truth to the house of Israel. The idea is to praise him with everything, everywhere, with ribbons and bows and wrapping paper and songs and chocolate and lights that light up the night. Why? Because the light has come. Christ has come. And because he comes, he surely comes to judge the world in equity. So don't just celebrate Christmas because that's what we do at this time of year. Don't do it mindlessly and certainly don't do it like a crank. Yeah. Do it like a Christian and do it like a Christian who knows that we need that salvation to come and sweep across this dark land, mm. our sorry nation. Mm. Celebrate Christmas with a militant joy and generosity. Show your children the salvation of God in your joy and generosity. Show the world that Christ has come and that he will surely come again. Mm. You know, cheers to the king. Cheers to the king. Cheers. You want to fight communism? Yeah. You want the favor of the Lord? Have some kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, and rejoice. And rejoice. That's Give right. them presents. That's right. Amen, Toby. So if you're single, get married. And if you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, Fight go communism. baptize them. <laughs> <laughs> Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, 
revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.